In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thou art the glory of Jerusalem. Thou art the joy of Israel. Thou art the honor of our people. These are the words that end the epistle for this Mass on this great feast day of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. This epistle, and this last line of the epistle, is not only found here in the scriptures, though, but is actually lifted out and has become part of a very familiar hymn to some called the Toda Polka S, which is a hymn, a prayer, to our Blessed Lady under the title of her Immaculate Conception. And those of us, like myself and several others who have been recently ordained and graduated from Our Lady's Seminary on Carrollton Avenue, these words remind us and recall the memories of Sunday Vespers every week when we would end with this great anthem and chant the Tolta Pulcra S in honor of Our Lady. And it doesn't just bring to mind this, but brings to mind the memories of being formed, of being educated, of being molded and protected by Our Lady at her seminary here in New Orleans. It reminds us that Our Lady is an intercessor for us, but is also for us a teacher, a provider, and a great model for all of us. Mary stands for us today as a model for all Christians, and indeed the image of the church as we celebrate her assumption, her being taken up into heaven. She is an example not only by her life, but by the dogmas that the church has proclaimed about her the dogmas that reveal to us through her what it means to have been redeemed, what it means for man to have been redeemed through Christ, what it means when we speak about the God who is faithful, about our God who does great things, great marvels for us, as Mary herself proclaims. She shines for us as an example of the Christian life, the image of what every Catholic should be striving to be. She is the model of what it means to rejoice in the Lord's graces and in the Lord's blessings. She is the model of what all of us are destined for. Not all of us are sinless, obviously. None of us are. None of us are immaculately conceived, but through Mary we see a glimpse of what has been promised to us by our Lord, what has been promised to us through his resurrection, especially today in her assumption. We see what it means to be highly favored. It is because of God's grace. It is because of her cooperation with that grace and is because of her faithfulness to the Lord. To the assumption which we celebrate on this 15th day of August is the sign of what God has promised all of us through our baptism, of what God has promised us when he raised up Jesus Christ from the dead. It is a sign to all of us of the grace of God 
that awaits us if we are faithful. Because God assumed Our Lady into heaven, body and soul, because of her special role as the Mother of God and because, most importantly, of her faithfulness, her fidelity to God throughout her life, of her perfect fidelity. And so she teaches us to remain faithful and how it is we remain always cooperating and in God's grace. And this is through two supreme virtues that Our Lady gives to us, that Our Lady models for us. The humility of humility, the virtue of humility, and obedience. Humility, as she proclaims in her Magnificat, all generations shall call me blessed because he that is mighty hath done great things for me. Because he that is mighty has done great things for me. Not that I have done great things, but that he has done great things. Humility, the humility of Mary, is born from recognizing that everything that she is, everything that she has, is only because of God's grace, her very life. And that is what she teaches to us. What we have to recognize that everything that we have, our gifts, our talents, the fact that we are Christian, the fact that we have been baptized, our very life itself is all a gift from God. Everything is God's gift. And that fact is why we come here to worship God. In fact, the very fact that we can worship our Lord in the holy sacrifice of the Mass is by the grace of God, because of what God has given to us. She reminds us that humility is the key to ordering all of our life towards God. It is her who reminds us that everything that we are should be directed and given back to our Lord for his glory and for our own salvation. And obedience, as Elizabeth proclaims by the Holy Spirit, Blessed art thou that hast believed what the Lord has spoken. Blessed art thou that hast believed, that has obeyed what the Lord has spoken. Mary was most honored because of her ongoing fiat, her yes, her let it be, to the Lord. Mary is most favored because of her ongoing yes. And so the path to exaltation, the path to that future resurrection is paved by the way of obedience. Obedience to God's will, obedience to God's commandments, obedience to the church. As we see even Our Lady model for us in the upper room on the day of Pentecost and thereafter as she submits to the preaching of Peter. It is obedience that leads her even to the cross, and that is the kind of obedience that we must pursue. Obedience even into suffering for the gospel. Humility and obedience are the virtues that Our Lady form us in and invite us to embrace this day in order that we may evermore strive towards the goal of that eternal glory with her in heaven.
And so we must ask Our Lady today to intercede for us that we can grow evermore in these virtues of humility and obedience. And so one day enjoy everlasting bliss with our Lord and Our Lady. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.